Welcome to Guys We Fucked. <laughs> guys We Fucked. Guys We Fucked. I'm Christina. I'm Corinne. We're sorry, sorry about, about last, last night. night. The anti slut shaming podcast. <laughs> I never stop. <laughs> What up, fuckers? Welcome to another episode of Guys We Fucked. It is the anti-slut-shaming podcast. I'm Corinne. I'm Christina. It's with one R and two Ns. I just have to let everyone know. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm going to start sick. I'm going to start bitching people out for not spelling your name right. If I see one more email with C-O-R-R-I-N-E, I'm going to lose it. And yeah. you guys know I'm very close to the edge already. <laughs> um, anyway, speaking of that, Take My Wife. Uh, it's a show on CISO uh, exclusively, and that's S-E-E-S-O dot com. It's ad-free streaming comedy with new originals, classics, late night and stand-up specials. Take My Wife is a new show about careers, couples, comedy and motorcycle jackets. Get it? That was a lesbian joke. Oh my God. It stars real life comedians and real life wives, Cameron Esposito and Rhea Butcher. Go to CISO dot com and use promo code Take My Wife and get two months free. Or just go out on the street and yell, take my wife and just see how people react. (laughs) And that's how you know you're your true friend. That also helps. Come see us live, you guys. Uh, If you are in Atlantic City or near Atlantic City, get off that slot sheen and come to the Atlantic City Comedy Club. We are going to be there tomorrow, right? That's technically tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Uh, August, Saturday, August 20th at 8 p.m. Wendy Starling and I are bringing Glamour Puss to the Atlantic City Comedy Club. Tickets are in the description of this podcast. The link, they're 15 bucks. Come on down. It's going to be fun. And then on Wednesday, August 24th in New York City at 9 p.m. at the Standing Room, which is Long Island City, Katie Hannigan and I co-host The Comedian Project. It's uh, sets without talking about relationships, sex, or dating. Use code SEX for $5 tickets to that. Then a couple days later on Friday, August 26th at 11 p.m., Blair Saki and I are back at New York Comedy Club for Nacho Bitches. Tickets are just $10 when you use the code nacho and it's 16 and up if you have an adult with you. Ooh, adults. <laughs> the next day, Saturday, August 27th at 7.30 p.m., Wendy Starling and I are hosting our monthly show, Glamapus, at our usual stomping ground, Zinc Bar in the West Village. It's 21 and up. Come, we have stand-up. There is a variety act who is actually a musician who has been featured on this podcast. Um, her songs. Oh, and speaking of, if you have any music, you know anybody does, you want to feature it on the show, gwfpodcastmusic at gmail.com. And then Toronto, Canada. We're going to be at Just for Lofts Toronto on Thursday, September 22nd at 9 p.m. That show is going to be a live recording of Guys We Fucked. And then on Friday, September 23rd, also so at 9 p.m., we're doing Guys We Fucked the Experience, which is our touring show where we bring the podcast to life in a magical way. Oh, magic. And individual tickets are now available for both these shows. You've been waiting for this. Yeah, yeah. Now it's happening. Get your tickets. <laughs> Visit Sorry. We have a website, you guys. It's sorryaboutlastnightcomedy.com. And if you type that in and go slash contact, Sign up on the bottom left-hand corner, enter your email address. We're putting together a mailing list. We ain't going to, like, email you all the time because that's really fucking annoying, you know? But we have some really exciting announcements that we want to let you know about, and we want to email them to you. So sign up uh, and brighten your life. Speaking of brightening your life, oh, my mom just my mom just texted me, Christina, it's my blue apron coming today. Um, guys, this episode of Guys We Fucked is brought to you by Blue Apron. 
Blue Apron has single-handedly saved my parents' marriage by letting them cook together and enjoy time and not fight because they're too busy chopping scallions. Blue Apron knows that when you cook with incredible ingredients, you make incredible meals. So they set the highest quality standards for their community of artisanal suppliers, family-run farms, fisheries, and ranchers. Whether it's Japanese ramen noodles or wild-caught Alaskan salmon, Blue Apron is bringing you the best. It's less than $10 a meal, you guys, and it's pre-portioned ingredients customize your recipes. If you don't like lamb, be like, I don't like a lamb. If you're a vegetarian, be like, meat's not for me. Send me only vegetables. Um, shipping is free. And each box includes an easy to follow step-by-step recipe card. The pictures are very helpful. Uh, you will love how good it feels and tastes to cr- create incredible home cooked meals with Blue Apron. So what you got to do, go to blueapron.com slash GWF and get cooking, motherfuckers. Um, also, there was one day where my parents thought the Blue Apron was coming later or earlier and it didn't. So my dad texted me this picture because they always text me pictures of their meals because they like couldn't believe that they made that. Yeah. It really, you get, you're proud of yourself. Yeah, it's impressive. It looks it's, like a restaurant. You impress yourself. with mm-hmm. the And so my dad goes, the Blue Apron hasn't come yet, so... This is straight from Red Apron Ed. And it was just a lettuce leaf with tuna fish on it. And I was like, Daddy, you're so funny. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. And then we have one more ad from one more amazing sponsor. I know you're like, oh, my God, so many sponsors. But then when we go on tour, because we don't have to be at our desk jobs anymore, you're going to be like, wow, I'm so glad they read that extra ad. Yeah, suck it. (laughs) (laughs) So thanks to Movement Watches. uh, I have a beautiful gold watch from Movement Watches. And I look I feel like I'm very smart when I wear a watch because I'm like I hate I kind of like hate almost all jewelry. Yeah. But I like wearing this watch. I like wearing the watch and my nose ring, but they don't make nose rings. So (laughs) get on it. (laughs) I hate things on my wrist except for Movement Watches. And that's true. And they didn't pay me to say that. No, I allow it. Uh, Movement Watches have tons of interchangeable color schemes to match your summer outfit or if you're in a place where it's not summer, also that outfit uh, or mood for that day's look with a genuine leather band, three hand quartz movement and stainless steel case. Uh, movement delivers classic watches for a price that's honestly a steal. They look like they cost like maybe $500 and the prices start only $115. So go to mvmtwatches.com slash GWF and they'll give you 15% off your entire purchase. That's mvmtwatches.com. Also, happy birthday to James. His birthday is tomorrow. Go happy, happy birthday. Just kidding, you fucking <laughs> asshole. I'm kidding. Happy birthday, James. Oh, <laughs> you should get him a movement watch. <laughs> oh, that. Well, I don't I know, mean, baby. He, he used to be a jeweler, so. I'm oh, not, that's right. I don't, I don't. That's not my line of expertise. I have got Stephen one, and I was like, that looks fucking <laughs> sexy. Um, the subject line of this email, and if you would like to email us. Our email address is sorry about last night show at gmail.com. Shoot us an email. This subject line is How do you eat a man's ass? I think this was Christina who said she has eaten her boyfriend's ass. <laughs> Please explain this. How do you approach this? Does he keep himself shaven and clean? Is he on his back? My boyfriend has enjoyed a little ass play. If I'm giving him a BJ, I'll sometimes slip a finger in. And I kind of want to take it to the next level. But I think he might be a little embarrassed about it just because we've never talked about it. 
I just do it every now and then. Yeah, this is a great question. Christina, how do you eat a man's ass? Well, let me tell you how to eat a man's ass. Um, You know what was in my head? He First of all, he doesn't... I mean, he's clean, obviously. I'm not going to be like, oh, you just got back from yoga? Let me... Yes. No. Um, But... Whenever I do it, it's usually after he's shower because that's the preferable time for me yeah. and him. It's a um, safe time. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't shave, but he doesn't have a hairy asshole. Right. Do guys have hairy assholes? Women have hairy, hairy assholes. Am I asshole? Mm-hmm. Like my ass, mm-hmm. like the whole, it's not hairy. Mm-hmm. Like the part that women bleach, like white women anyway, or like lighter skins, like, because I, I didn't realize it was darker around the butthole. Yeah. Like, and it is. So I, I guess like I don't get asshole bleaching, but that right. area, that like little circumference area that's darker. Oh, I that I'm doesn't familiar. have hair on it. Does yeah. But sometimes my I definitely I because normally so from working at a spa, when you do a Brazilian wax, a, a, a true Brazilian wax inv- also involves waxing at the whole ass crack. Well, the ass crack, yeah. Well, but the actual hole, like, uh, I mean, like not in not, that no, darker no, area, no, not growing out of the hole. But I certainly will have like a little bit, like, because basically it's just like the continuation of like vagina hair going back around. So I, I mean, I just shave it myself. Yeah, because I squat in the shower and yeah, just it's go not a be gentle. Ton, but I mean, some people, you know, I'm like, I would say I'm like a medium level of hairy. Yeah, you seem like you're a light, and also lighter. your hair is lighter, so yeah. the light hair is always like thinner and less oh. noticeable. Okay. But I I have very light skin and very dark hair. So it's more True. noticeable. Well, so he doesn't shave, but he's clean. Mm-hmm. And the first time I did it, I just, I don't, I was just like, just, this is a pussy. And I'm going to, I acted like I was eating a pussy. But- Even though I don't, I only really, I, mean, I kind of did it twice, but I did do it twice. And I didn't really enjoy it but i enjoyed pretending that it was with him does that make any sense well see i would think about it like just giving a rim job like were you actually you were you actually sticking your tongue in the anus sometimes the okay. first time i did not that's like a, that's like i was pressing a my cave tongue. i don't want to enter <laughs> i'm scared and i understand <laughs> but i've entered it with rim my jobs tongue. i'm comfortable with <laughs> i've entered an ass i've entered the asshole with my tongue uh-huh and i didn't regret it um it it's like i would imagine like when you put your tongue inside of a as far you can't really stick your tongue that far up a woman's vagina but like the you hole know, you're talking about the hole, yeah uh-huh. the whole part so uh-huh. i but you, the first time i did it i i just like licked around and then i like made my tongue wider and i just kind of pressed it up against his asshole and i just licked hmm, okay and i thought of the owl in the tootsie roll commercial uh, while I was doing it and then yeah. I had to stop. But um, because it made me laugh and when I laugh, I don't, I'm not turned, like my vagina dries up. So uh, yeah, I just, I just licked around it and I pressed my tongue against it. And then as I got more into it and did it more, I did put my tongue in his butt. And then just for like, a, I don't know, like a second. This is fascinating to me that you would do this, but then what, then the, you said you wouldn't put balls in your mouth. No. That's so amazing. Because I'll put you know balls what? in my mouth all day. <laughs> Balls in the mouth all day. I'm always putting balls in my mouth. That's a run the jewels song, but it's dick in the mouth all day. Um, so the times that I have, it's not because it's gross. It's because I can't get them to all fit. The balls? In my mouth. I like stuff them. Oh, yeah, no, no. I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm licking them, licking them, holding I them. I lick them. Just, you know, keeping them apart. Just keeping, just letting them know keeping that them I care about them. <laughs> hey, I want you to know. I just want them to know that they're a part y'all. of things. That's nice of you. <laughs> 
No, so that's that's what I do. I just I lick around it. I put pressure on the actual a- asshole mm-hmm. with my tongue, and then every once in a while, I like lick up and down. Yeah. And then when I get to the hole, I put my tongue in a little bit, and then I keep going. So it's like you know, a variety like in like giving a blowjob where you keep it keep it moving, keep it keep it moving, keep it grooving. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I should be. You should hire me as your ass eating coach, <laughs> and I'll just be like, keep keep moving, keep it grooving, oh boy. Tanya. <laughs> Uh, yeah so i hope that helps uh you just go you know go with the flow yeah no absolutely i think that's with most also talk to your boyfriend about it because then you won't be embarrassed about it well i mean or you can just like you just keep like you know inch in in there a little bit in there both take a shower just be don't knock him down and spread his cheeks and put your mouth in that is so rude unless he's unless he's just likes to be a sub other than that i don't know if he would like that Um, you know what i didn't talk to steven about licking his ass actually i just did it i don't know well i feel like it depends like i mean because like if he's not listening to the guys we fuck podcast he's probably not like all open and into conversation and then it might make him feel weird about saying that he wants something that he will enjoy sometimes as a part you're as a partner you need to know you need to know what your partner is going to like before they know. Or, and, or what, yeah, what you sense are holding back And I'm on. not saying like do things without consent, but. Because consent <laughs> is very important. We're going to get to that right now. Uh, all right. So this moves us to our second email, which is uh, subject line, upsetting experience in Airbnb. And I don't know what to do. Hi, ladies. I love your show and your advice. Keep up the good energy into the world. I mean, we're. Oh, putting out. I was like, I don't, I don't know if I'm doing that, but you know, Thank thanks. You. Angels everywhere. Uh, I have been traveling for the last two and a half weeks and have had experiences with an Aaron B&B host that was traumatic and I'm not sure what to do about it. Uh, Reader's Digest on me. I am a 22-year-old American girl, but did my entire undergrad abroad in the UK. And during my final semester in university, I've been traveling quite a bit and often alone. There's a large gap of time between when exams finish at my university and when graduation is in about a month. So usually people do lots of traveling around Europe uh, during that time. I'm also a very sex positive person and enjoy sex and I'm very friendly. Sometimes me being a decent and friendly person is mistaken for interest, which I've tried to work on. Oh goodness. And if men, if you're listening and wondering why girls are bitches, this is why. Uh, (laughs) But it still happens that guys assume that me not being a total bitch to them means I want to fuck them. It's fucking frustrating because it's like, why is this on me? Why do I have to completely alter my friendly and talkative personality to make sure I'm not sending out some magic message that I want your dick in one of my orifices? Well said. Uh, Okay, continuing with the story. I've stayed in seven Airbnbs now, usually with a friend, but have been in a few by myself. The first time I used Airbnb, I was in London and hadn't used the service before, so I rented a private room and and didn't realize I would wouldn't have the whole flat to myself. After paying close to 200 pounds for a three night stay, I found myself having to contend with my clingy male host. He was fairly harmless, but did hit on me and attempt to make a move the last night I was there. But I told him no and went to my room. He seemed to respect my no, and I didn't feel like he would hurt me. However, I was jarred by the experience and frustrated that I had spent a good deal of money only to have to fend off the unwanted attention of some dude when I literally just wanted a space to stay in. On that, I say, yes, it's totally annoying getting hit on when you're just trying to hang out, but like such is life. I mean, I don't know. Uh... 
Next part. Uh, I am careful when I travel solo. I watch my belongings, my drink. I tell my friends and family where I'm going. I stay away from certain parts of town at night and do uh, research on a city so I don't attract extra attention by looking like a lost tourist. I'd been to London by myself twice along with Copenhagen and Palma de Mallorca, all with absolutely no problems, but almost no Airbnb stays. So wanting to do more traveling before I leave Europe and my visa expires, I booked a trip to Prague and Palma again. I had been wanting to go to Prague for two years and was very much looking forward to the trip. As I was going alone, I planned to make it a sightseeing only trip and not drink or go out because I felt that I wouldn't be safe. Super smart. I booked an inexpensive Airbnb and was happy to have found an affordable deal for accommodation. I'm a student and I'm trying to do everything as cheap as I can. So here's where my problem begins. And so often it does with money. Uh, I booked with a male host in Prague who had pretty good reviews on the site and he accepted my offer quickly. It was 81 pounds for a three night stay that I booked a week in advance. So I was happy for a cheap and relatively central location. The host seemed friendly, but I was a little turned off by the fact that he sent a winky face in a message to me. Hi, I won't say her name. I'm looking forward to hosting you. Keep in touch on WhatsApp. Smiley winky face. Not a huge deal, but something in my gut made me feel a little weird. I should have listened. I cannot tell you what a huge red flag a winky face is in a text or online correspondence with someone that you have never fucking met. Huge red flag. Everyone, this is a PSA. Winky face. Do not use it lightly. Every time I got a winky face before I met the person from a guy, it's only guys. Girls don't do that to the girls. It ended up being a situation, and I'm not exaggerating. I have never gotten a winky face from a stranger and then been like, man, this person is great and has no ulterior motive. I wonder what they're doing. I'm going to hang out with them. Oh, a winky face should just be a dick creeping towards your pussy. Yep. That's what it, it should just be a picture of a, a of you with an X might as well be over your pussy and then a dick trying to creep. And just in. so you guys know, men, that's what I think of it. That's what I see anyway. Do not when you use send that a winky face in any professional Ugh fucking back and forth fucking do not use it <laughs> all right anyway <laughs> back to the story uh so i get to Prague pretty late in the evening and get settled in my host was very communicative and accommodating but left me this note in my room that opened with quotes high likable girl oh i will okay there's a language barrier here though so sometimes people in other languages say things in english that's that seems yeah, weird i know it seems weird I i'm know. not defending i'm just saying that you're right you're absolutely right you know that and that's what's weird about language uh you know uh, I don't different know. cultures too and yeah. yeah i get it and also different cultures have different like standards like, for treating men and like men and women interactions yeah so that's super confusing um he gave me info about the flat and had not violated me maybe that would have been less of a big deal but looking back i feel gross by it okay well we're skipping ahead in this email uh, i assume he accepted my request on the sole basis that he was attracted to me yeah maybe like take an unflattering picture <laughs> i don't know how, how, how can we stay safe uh anyway back to the sequence of events. So next day I'm chatting with him in the morning and he helps me uh, get to town and shows me some of the sites. I don't speak any Czech, so it was helpful and I appreciated it. He also showed me his other Airbnb property that he was running in the heart of Prague where I met an English couple he was hosting. After that, he went off to work and I did my thing. I walked all over the city and by the end of the day, I was exhausted and my phone was nearly dead. When I was about to head home, I got a text from my host saying he'd left his keys to the house in the other flat and asked if he could use mine to 
get into his flat that I was staying in. I said, of course, and was kind of glad that I could get some help going back because my phone was dying and I was a bit confused on how to get back to the Airbnb flat I was staying in with the host. We head back and are chatting and then I decide I'm going to rest for a while, which turns into me deciding to call it a night. He had to go out to run some errands and take care of stuff at his other flat. So I was hanging out in my room, aka the private room that I had paid for. The host finally gets back and we're still chatting. And then he comes into my room and sits on an L-shaped sofa that's in there. I'm at a desk chair and we were talking about a bunch of stuff. Relationship comes up another road flag. Uh, but I'm trying to make it clear that I'm not down for something to happen with him. Eventually I say to him that I'm very tired and going to shower and get ready for bed, thinking that's enough of a cue for him to retire to his room as well as it should be for anyone who knows any kind of social etiquette. Uh, I go off and shower and come back to find him in his pajamas, Mm. still in my room on the couch. I'm kind of puttering around in my room at this point, tidying things up and getting my outfit ready for the next day and not really talking to me, all clear signs. He needed to leave me alone in the space that I am paying for. Absolutely girl. Uh, but no, he then invites me to a friend's wedding. He's going to the next day <laughs> and I politely decline, <laughs> which leads him into trying to convince me to go. So clearly no is not a word in his vocabulary. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, I still decline. And he sort of drops it, but not really. Then I unlock my phone and check something and leave it on the table while I go to brush my teeth because I'd forgotten to. I come back to find him fucking around on my Tinder and messaging guys to bring over food to the house because he thinks that's funny. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? That's a major privacy violation. And I don't like that you did that. And now I have to message these guys not to come over. Okay. Now it's getting real weird. Fucking idiot. Uh, the host just laughs and now I'm pissed. Oh, okay. So not uh, respecting your feelings. Noted. Uh, I'm sitting at the other end of the couch and the host is on the long part of the L shape. He suggests we watch something and I'm kind of thinking like I was going to watch TV anyway. Maybe if we watch something and then briskly shut the laptop off, that will be a bigger signal for him to leave. Since I feel weird saying, get the fuck out of my room that's in your house, but it's what I'm paying for. Uh, I already said I'm tired. I'm ready for bed. Good night. Stop touching my phone etc, etc. Anyway, I turn on a TV show and sit literally as far away as humanly possible. He keeps inching closer and I'm like off the couch to avoid touching him. He doesn't try to pull an obvious move, but it's like, dude, not interested. So the show ends and I close my computer and tell him good night. I'm going to bed. See you in the morning. The host is still in my room and is now going to sleep on the couch there. At this point, I'm like, Jesus. Okay. Well, at least I can sleep. Still freaked out about him being in there though. Uh, Then he gets up to, quote, close the window and is sort of lingering by my bed and eventually asks, can I get in? And after much hesitation, I sighed and said, sure. Thinking, I guess if I I thinking, I guess if I make out with him, he'll leave me alone. Of course, it immediately goes to sex without without a condom. Although I protested it several times slash said no, but he ignored me and just penetrated me while I was on my stomach. It was creepy and awful and violating. To be honest, I felt really trapped. I was in a city where I didn't know anyone in a house that didn't belong to me alone with no one else there, but the host who is six foot four and triple my size. I kind of felt like this is bad, but I had to take the loss because I knew that if I really put up a violation, 
trial and fight, it could have ended badly with me being injured, brutally raped or killed. I had no idea if he had a weapon in the house or something. We were on a quiet, isolated street. Uh, It was in an apartment building, so maybe neighbors would have heard screaming, but I'm not sure. So I let him fuck me, and it felt so gross, but he didn't seem to notice that. Or he did and didn't care. Uh, The next day, uh, I kind of tried to rationalize it in my head that it was some crazy travel hookup, which I have had, and they were fun because they were consensual. The host was texting me all the next day and was chatty via WhatsApp and I was nice back. But the more I thought about it, the more sick and dirty I felt. I kept thinking of everything I could have done to stop it. I am a survivor of childhood sexual abuse, was molested by an uncle ages four to six, was the first victim to tell about it. And that revealed that said uncle was a serial rapist. Lots of guilt and shame around why me? Why didn't I tell the first time it happened, et cetera, et cetera. So the Prague Airbnb host made me feel disgusting and then brought back a lot of PTSD flashbacks for me because it's like, why didn't I stop this? Why did I let him fuck me? I said yes to him getting in my bed. I left him a nice review because I was like in a blur after this happened. I feel like if I reported to Airbnb, I'll be penalized because I consented to him getting into the bed. I've been through the hell of taking legal action against a sexual predator. And honestly, I would not do it again. I hate to say that, but it's as traumatic, if not more so than the assault itself, because you don't stop reliving it. And our trial was particularly long and ugly. 10 years to get a serial child rapist into jail with so many horrible, horrible moves by the defense attorney and my dad's family basically attacking my mother. As in when my mom was diagnosed with breast cancer, the pedophile's mother heard it through the grapevine and was funding the pedophile's legal action. So also helped fund the DA sending my mother flowers with a note saying, Ooh, you deserve to get cancer, bitch. Oh my God. Thanks, justice system. So I guess I want some advice on what to do going forward. Do I report this host? Do I never use Airbnb again? Share my story publicly so people know that hosts are using Airbnb for predatory behavior. If I'm paying to stay in someone's goddamn house, I shouldn't have to worry about being sexually assaulted. It's insulting and violating and traumatic on so many levels. Uh, Help. Thanks for reading. I would really appreciate your insight. Girl. Oh, every time I read that email, when I read it, I think Mm -hmm. I was driving back with Steven, I was like yelling. He goes, what? I'm like, nothing. <laughs> Shut up. I'm reading this. Yeah. And then when you were reading it just now, I, oh my God. Yeah. So, I mean, there, there's, there's, we wanted to read this email for a lot of reasons. Um, I think it's a, a, a great, we need, we will need to have a very active conversation about consent. Yep. Number one, uh, I think, you know, it's summertime. A lot of you probably traveling and I certainly would not it, it pains me that young women women wouldn't be traveling by themselves because they have to be scared. Traveling is one of the most amazing things you can do. It helps you learn about yourself. It helps you learn about other people. If you have the money and the means to do it, it is one of the best parts of life, in yep. my opinion. Um with that being said, this is a fucking horrific story. And you meant she mentions a lot of times like that you were paying for it. Fuck, fuck that you were paying for it. You're a fucking human being, yeah. and this is not the way to treat another human being. Your space was being violated. Yeah. It, that was your room. And and we Kurt and I had a conversation about like, you know, this email really it, it it perfectly highlights like all of these instances where I feel like I know you had she had said no to certain things, but she was being a little Right. Um, well, uh, and I 
oh, I have done that with mm-hmm. guys before and I wind up and I and I and I end up after the sex going, what the fuck? So these experiences are so valuable because you go back and you tally up what what can I learn from this? Mm-hmm. And this is not yeah, this is not I know a lot of times people like to be like, you're victim blaming. No, no, no. We don't want to victim blame. We want to arm you guys with tools that make you fucking unbreakable, unbeatable. This was a self-fucking-defense class. We say it all the time. It would be great if we lived in a world where we didn't have to worry about being raped. But guess what? You do have to worry about being raped. But I don't want you to not... I don't want you to stay in your house locked up because you're afraid of being raped. That's insane. And that's letting... That's letting the patriarchy win. It's everywhere. And also, this shit can happen to dudes, too. I mean, we we exchanged plenty plenty of uh, weird stories. Uh, But, you know, there is... With the woman-man thing, there is that physicality... as something that just traditionally men are bigger and stronger than women. And that's a huge problem. One thing that I have learned that I have picked up after experiences where I have kind of been like, uh, I guess. And then oh, when you got to the part like where she was like, and then I let him fuck me, even though I said, use a condom and he didn't. I, I get so angry with myself for being, for doing just that. And I got so angry hearing it, but now what I've done in the past, um, you know, past five years have been a relationship, but then being single or even being approached at a bar, if a guy is annoying me Mm -hmm. and I go into a space because I'm meeting my friend for her birthday and some guy goes, what's your name? Well, I'm like, buddy, no, yeah, I don't, I don't want to talk to you. And even, even a lot of times they'll be like, okay, cool. I'm very direct. Mm -hmm. You don't have to, I think she said in her email, I didn't want to be like, get the fuck out of my room. I paid. You don't have to say, get the fuck out of my room. You could say, Hey, I'm tired and I want you to leave my room, please. Yeah. That's it. That's all you gotta say. Yeah. You don't have to be, it's like, there's either, it's either one extreme or the other. You'd be so coy that he doesn't get the message or you think, okay, the other option is to be an asshole. No, you can be middle ground and just state, this is what I want. Can you please leave? Yeah. Because there, and there is, I I don't think Airbnb hosts, and I'm sure there's a policy written somewhere on the fucking website. I don't think they should be trying to hit on or have sex with people who are staying in their home at all. No, but humans will be humans, and just the same ways you're not Boss supposed to fucking assistant. Yeah, you're not supposed to fuck your coworkers. People end up married to their coworkers all the time. Yeah, like, you know, it, it it just happens, and so you can't fault someone for trying. But this guy certainly, to me, does seem like someone who is a predator in that no he's luring in young, attractive girls. I, mm-hmm. I think there's, you know, there certainly is that kind of uh, stereotype about American women being looser. You're an American woman. A lot of guys from other countries have told me that. I'm like, oh shit, really? Yeah, abs- absolutely. Because we have a sex positivity that, you know, that's flourishing right now in the country that's just not happening in other cultures or we're just, or, you know, there's cultures like Italy where we're so fucking far behind them. Right. You know, so there's just, there's different things going on here. Um, and I, I, the first time I was reading this, I was just like, oh, this wasn't right. But reading again, w- once you said, once someone's having sex with you and you've said no, you've protested, then it turns into rape. Well, I, it's so funny because you and I were talking about that. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Was it right? And then when you read it, yeah, now he it, penetrated it, you and you said put on a condom. Yeah. He penetrated you with his bare penis. That now that now it's rape. So it's it's and I think uh, uh, there's a misconception that rape is a guy jumping out of the bushes and taking you and fucking sticking his penis in you. But often 
oftentimes rape is when something starts in a sexual way and then goes further than one of the parties wanted and the other person doesn't respect their wishes. Yep. That is often what rape is. So this is, you You said no. And there's just, the, the whole story is filled with instances of him not respecting you, your properties, or your feelings. Yeah. And uh, I had uh, something that happened in the comedy community be, and then <clears throat> rape was a subject uh, that we were all talking about. All weekend. Yep. Rape Fest 2016. But so my best friend had started texting me and we were talking about it. And I said, you know, this this one past relationship years and years and years ago, a boyfriend of mine. Um, <laughs> it's so weird. It he I remember one night we were had been dating for a couple like a year or so, two years, whatever. Nicest. Oh God, I love him. I still I love him. But there was one instance where he was. We were both drinking. Oh, I remember this. He yeah. was drunker. And have I told on the podcast before? I, I yeah, but wow, oh, shit. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Uh where he was on top of me. I was laying on my stomach and he stuck his penis in my ass. Mm -hmm. And I said, no. And I actually pushed him off and he's kept, he kept going. He kept sticking his dick in my ass. And I was like, are you And I, I tried to physically use all the strength I could to get him off. And then after a lot, like minutes of pushing, he got it. And then the next morning I talked to him about, I was like, what the fuck dude. Mm -hmm. And he was crying. He felt awful. He didn't know. I, but like, it's weird because like you said, rape is not just a guy in the bushes sneaking out. There are also varying levels there's so much rape. gray and there's area. gray areas and no one wants to talk about that or say that there's gray areas, but there are. Yeah. Cause people are like, it's either rape or it's not. And then, and then me and James were talking. I'm like, have we, I think we've both raped each other multiple times by some of these standards. Like I don't even know what the fuck to say. I know. That's why the gray area stuff gets so weird. And like it, in that instance, I'm, I, I wasn't going to go to the, like I wanted, that was a very specific instance of me and him talking about it and him realizing yeah. and apology he never did anything That's like that again or before yeah in your relationship and it's so hard in relationships because because if you think rape you can't can get ha- raped in a relationship yeah, absolutely you, yeah if you think rape can't happen in a relationship you are incorrect however i think there are also times you can't you know you're not gonna just go running around yelling rape to your boyfriend or your girlfriend of course or your- so i think yeah i think something like that is like that's a conversation where you go when I say no, I really meant no. And we weren't playing. And I know we were drunk. And that made me feel awful. And yeah. that can never happen again. Yeah. This, you know, is obviously, there's no relationship this here. A, this guy is predatory. This man it's is a predator. Gross. He's, you know, I'm sure he's probably also probably using, you know, the language and cultural barrier to his advantage. Uh, and it's hard because I think in this story, you're like, you're like thinking of all these bad things that could happen while you're letting a bad thing happen. I know I've done that so many. I totally. Yeah. And I've done that and not. And, you know, no, no one's saying that you can fight a six foot four man. Absolutely. I mean, I think the first thing is we we especially as women, I think a lot of times we don't follow our guts because we're like, oh, I'm just worrying or I'm just. Mm -hmm. No, I always doubt myself. You're very smart. You know yourself and you know when something feels bad, it's probably going to be bad. So I think that's the first thing. And the second thing is uh, I think you're really smart with your traveling, you know, researching and not drinking. You You did so many things so fucking right. And it was great uh but you know when you're 
you know, you make sure that you always have like a phone that's working because phone and finances and things like that. Like anytime you become someone who needs help, unfortunately, yeah. people fucking take Pray advantage of that. Yeah. And I, so I think in a situation like that, yeah, just like Christina said, you have to say, say what you mean. And then if, you know, if something if it elevates from the escalates from there, I think, you know, you can, you can follow your instinct. It's just so hard. I mean, everywhere you're traveling, you definitely like know how to contact the police and maybe in a place like this where you're dealing with a host, maybe it's better to just stay in like, a, you know, a cheap motel or a hostel where you're with other young people and there's someone at the front desk who you can run to something like that. I have a couple more <clears throat> points about this. One, I, I, if you could delete that review, that positive review left him and write an actual, if oh, I, yeah. if I'm a traveling young girl, yeah, do a bitch a favor and tell yeah. me that he's creepy. Yeah. hundred like, percent. I would put that review on. Yeah. And, and, and the other thing is it's interesting because I wonder if he walks away from this because she didn't physically push him off or right. she didn't freak out enough for him to notice if he, I, I can see how these situations happen where the guy's like, but she wanted it. Right. Sometimes a guy's a fucking liar. Or he's a narcissist or he's in denial that because he knows it's not the case. But Absolutely. in this, in this particular, case that guy's probably going to see that review and go huh wait what right. and be confused and it's like when you feel that the second maybe it's because of my I'm getting older or because I have been in this girl's shoes in similar situations and I look back and I get so angry and it's like how the fuck can I not let this ever fucking happen again the second I feel uncomfortable with a man I get myself out of the situation very calmly and I just say hey you, you need to go I'm gonna go home okay mm -hmm. don't do anything to escalate or just just neutrally get out of the situation the second you feel uncomfortable is just such an important gut instinct to develop yeah say something weird like you say something weird like I need to go get tampons and like <laughs> take your fucking purse and I think it's this is why it's important I think to have something like like a, like always have a credit card or whatever and what check yourself into a fucking motel it's yeah it's gonna be a couple it's gonna put you over a budget 100 but that's why you have a credit you have yeah. a credit card a credit card is when you don't have money is for emergencies and something like this is an emergency and I promise you so often I see young people like fucking worrying about money you will i'm not saying go out and buy a million dollar home that you can't be responsible but as far as your safety if you need a fucking cab don't nickel and dime your safety someone a friend will fucking venmo you your parents will take pity on you if it's like 50 <laughs> bucks 200 bucks you can get that fucking email me i'll venmo you the goddamn money like i really really mean that everyone don't venmo me at once but you know like <laughs> you said on the podcast yeah I, it's your safety is not worth two hundred dollars yeah. you will never think about that two hundred dollars ever again you will think about something like this a and, lot and even when we've been <clears> broke <throat> and stuff i've thought like two hundred dollars is the biggest amount of money and totally. i couldn't even imagine having that in my bank account but but to a if you know somebody who has the means a family member a friend whatever yeah it's not much to them you'll you'll fucking you you, you will figure i promise you, you will figure the money thing out um and then and then secondly, you absolutely need to write Airbnb. I'm hoping that someone who works for Airbnb is actually listening right now. If you are not, you abs absolutely email them. This is a huge, this, this is, was not 
terrible that it happened to you. We cannot have this happen to anybody else. This man should not be allowed to be renting out space to anyone. He has two different flats, you said, that he's renting out to people. Not acceptable. It, it, yeah, this is you. I think that this podcast is just like just this is just terrible things happening to people and like us trying to use those terrible experiences for good. That's yeah. like what the whole thing is. <laughs> so it, ter- it wasn't starting out as that, but yeah. now it well, is. No, I mean, it, it, it was, I mean, not With as terrible at, at this, but, uh, but you know, just, tr- that's what, that's what you can do. This is, that's a way I feel that I always try to salvage something bad that's happened to me is to be like, well, at least let's not have this happen to anybody else. Let's oh, yeah. fucking talk about it. Uh, Airbnb fuck if they say anything let's fucking tell us I'll fucking go down down to the office myself I'm verified <laughs> on Instagram motherfucker <laughs> what the hell are you talking about I love Airbnb but yeah I, yeah, but yeah and we've awful. had great experience with them and I just yeah I just I hate I, I just hated this it's gonna don't let this ruin traveling for you and fucking just fucking stay with women women own houses <laughs> I know <laughs> I see lots of we still we stayed with a lovely woman in Los Angeles oh. we loved her she left us fresh fruit it was great oh it was wonderful <laughs> yeah no absolutely and um also, uh, if you're still, if you're experiencing PTSD, definitely, I think you should try to sit down with a counselor. I'm sure your university has someone at least, you know, if you're short on cash that you can talk to about this, uh, because this shouldn't be bringing up old things and fucking ruining traveling for you. Fuck that guy. Our guest. <laughs> Speaking of great people. Yeah, she's wonderful. I think this is, yeah, she's an intelligent woman. She, she's in the process of understanding herself as we all are. She's a wonderful comedian and a writer. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Janelle James. Janelle James. Yay. She was, <laughs> I, didn't she, know. I didn't know it was going to start. So yeah. Oh yeah. And we don't, we will do the intro separately. We just, we just like to get our guests in and out. Oh, okay. Not Sweet. waste your time. Just jump right into your life. So you were telling us before I pressed record about stalkers and you have, you've only had one stalker <laughs> that made you scared. Yes. Tell us about it. Uh, so when I first started comedy, I think I was about three years in and they had a guy, he wrote me, Uh, At that time, I didn't have a website because I guess it's different than now when everybody just has immediately has a website. Right. (laughs) So uh, he wrote me and he was just like, where's your website? You don't you you know, people should know about you. And, you know, when you start, you're like fans. Yeah. You know, so I was uh, going back and forth talking to him, you know, like, oh, thanks, you know. And uh, so he would write me periodically. And then he mentioned that his uh, daughter worked for Airwolf. I don't know if that still exists. Oh, it's yeah. the podcast network. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, his daughter works, worked for Airwolf. So I remembered that. And he was like, you know, I could 
introduce you to my daughter and you could probably do it. And I was just like, oh no, that's okay. You know, and uh, it just like escalated from there. And he's like, I noticed you didn't have a website. So I purchased all these names. Oh. Like he sent me a list of Like things. he purchased like Janelle yeah, domains. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to marry JanelleJames.com. <laughs> Wait, what? And I was like, oh no, you know, I don't really accept gifts from strangers and you know, it's fine. And I think I went ahead and got a website just to get him like off that tangent. And so I kind of like stopped responding to him. So he started writing me like a weekly letter, like a whole like five or six paragraph uh, email every week, like on the dot. like he had On a, a certain day? Yeah, yeah. Just updating me on his life, like went to the store. Do, do, do. And so I was you were his like, diary. Emails yeah, to you were his dear yeah. diary. And so I wouldn't read all of them because I was like, all right, this dude is nuts. <laughs> And uh, he used, I blocked him on Facebook and his Facebook page, what really made me uh, afraid was he's like a mid fifties white guy with the, the, the side part, like a Republican. Oh, that's not he looks work. like, yeah, like a short sleeve button down type of dude, you know? And I was like, those dudes are usually, I mean, not usually, but for the him worst. to be fixated on me, that type of person, I was like, he's nuts. Yeah, so that can't be good. I blocked him on there and he wrote me like, why did you block me? Like, just like. Hmm. Yeah. And so I was like, you know, you're making me uncomfortable. And so I, I'm not going to like uh, converse with you anymore. I know you're not crazy, but you're making me uncomfortable. And I know Good you move. wouldn't want to make me uncomfortable. So let's just da, da, da. And he just kept writing, kept writing. So um, I think that went on for like six months. He would write me every week. Wow. And so every once in a while I would read like just a bunch of them in in, in uh at once and he was like devolving he was like you know my, like my life's falling apart my wife is whatever he started talking about his wife and then one day he wrote me his wife left him and that left but that's okay because it leaves a hole in his heart big enough for me or some shit like that i wonder and, if she left him because she found all the emails oh God, I don't <laughs> like my fucking shrine Who is Janelle? my fucking facebook picture trying in his bathroom or whatever the fuck oh, so no. that's what i was picturing so i was like freaking out like holy shit and so at that time uh he lived in in dallas he had seen me in dallas God, opening oh right. you were just traveling in dallas i was time, opening right? for rob delaney i had just I, I wasn't even the headliner like i was a feature i only did 15 minutes and he just like got so fixated on me and so i was kind of like okay whatever he lives in dallas it's whatever yeah so after he the wife left him and then he wrote me again he lost his job and then I was like, okay, I, I didn't respond. And then he says, he's moving to Maryland. <laughs> Isn't that close to New York where you are? And that like oh, freaks me out. He's yeah. like, get a map, dude. Yeah. <laughs> so. oh, yeah, he's a dumbass for many reasons. <laughs> right. One being, or he's playing dumb. Isn't right. that on the United States My new States job too? is Janelle James Fan Club. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, uh, he was just, dry, I guess, trying to play this like, I'm so sad and you're the only thing that, you know, mm -hmm. and I, I haven't spoken, I haven't responded to him in months. But it is a one way relationship. Yes, sir. exactly. Well, I mean, so, you know, he's listening to this episode right now. Oh, yeah, he is. <laughs> so, this is years ago. Dude. Sir, you need to calm down and you need to stop what you're doing. What yeah. I've heard is they don't ever stop if this, if he was actually like uh, this type of person. Um, they don't ever stop. They just become fixated on something else. So I, f I always think about that too. Like, I hope he's not bothering. Him. But what, what I ended up doing when he did that, when he said that, I remembered he was like, his daughter worked at Airwolf. And so I looked his name up and I found her and I called her in uh, California. And wow. I said, I don't know what's going on with your dad, but he's upsetting me and he's scaring me. And these are the shits he's writing me. And I, 
What'd she like, say? I never heard from either one of them again. So. I'm sure she addressed it. Because yeah. that's like, I yeah. would be, if someone, if a woman emailed me, saying, yeah. your dad <laughs> well, I is didn't stalking say, me. Yeah, Basically. I kind of said it like, I think your dad is in trouble. You know, like not like, yeah. your dad is a fucking psycho. <laughs> she, he must be, uh, the daughter must have some clue. Unless yeah. they have no relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Daddy's yeah. a little off uh, yeah. or something. Yeah. So she was like, oh my God, thank you so much for telling me. Da, 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 da. And then I saw, I never heard from him oh, since then. That's so good. that was that guy. Oh, I wish I was there for that conversation. <laughs> Dad, stop stalking Janelle. Well, and also as far as like, yeah, being someone in comedy, like she's working in the yeah. comedy industry, like that could seriously affect yeah. her career. Yeah. And not that I, I mean, I wasn't nobody at that time. I still lived in the middle of nowhere. And <laughs> uh, no, I had just moved to New York by the time it all uh, culminated. But yeah, I was nobody, you know. But. Yeah. I don't want to give anybody some And not horrible... like I'm anybody now. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> You're somebody. <laughs> not to give anybody any bad ideas, but like it's, I do often think like we list our shows and the addresses and, and that's where we'll what be fucked me every up. night. I was like, my website. It's a little scary. Oh, it's a joke. I will always go like, listen, if anyone wants to attack me, I'm super, you can easily yeah, accessible. accessible. Exactly. <laughs> I remember one night I was... I was trying to make a joke of it and I had printed out that last email like, oh, don't you live in New York? And I was reading it at, on stage at the creek and my hand was fucking <laughs> oh, shaking. No. And that's what made me call her because I was like, oh, shit, I'm scared. Like, this isn't funny. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> so you wanted to read it with the intention. Yeah, of like, like look at this, this guy. This guy. I guess I'm like, famous now. You know, that type of shit. So, uh, yeah. So that was the only one that got too creepy. That, yeah, the guys now... I mean, it's mostly online shit. They never have, they haven't made any moves to like be in person. Hopefully, thank God, don't do that, people who are listening. <laughs> what kind of things uh, they say online? Like, just, just, you could just tell people are weird. Like, some guy wrote me the other day, like, I like wigs. Do you like wigs? And so, what I, um, just like, that's your opener. Can I make a wig so out of your I'm scope? like, yeah. So, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> but how I handle it now, I just say, like, how I was trying to do with that dude, like, dude, I know you're not nuts. I ain't calling you nuts. Good move. Do I need to block you? Because what happens is if you block them from one thing, they follow you to Twitter, oh, they yeah. follow you. To, and I'm like, I will let you stay right here. Just never speak to me again. And usually they're like, okay. So they're still in my friends list or whatever. And I'm like, dude, just chill. And they back off. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. You know, sometimes you got to be direct and they yeah. really don't know what they're doing. But is... I think women are sometimes like, hi, you know, da, da, da. right. They I just right bad. away like, dude, you creeping me out. Don't ever speak to me. Yeah. And if you do, it's going to be a problem. Well, you, you know yeah, I mean? you, you have to be direct like that yeah, because yeah. a lot of times they're not going to get it. They're not going to yeah. come to that conclusion on their yeah, own, certainly. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, you know, a lot of people with like mental issues out here, including oh, myself. Fuck. So, hey, yeah, oh, me too. We were <laughs> all fucking. What are your mental issues? Uh, you know, I ain't, I'm not diagnosed, but <laughs> <laughs> me either. But <laughs> uh, you know, I'm the, the all the comedian cliches, depression, fucking. Yeah. Uh, uh, I've had. Um, lots of uh what's the word um shit that's just like buried you know oh yeah and, you, know, you that just type sweep of under the rug yeah, forever yeah, and then yeah. one day it explodes yeah. and you're well, like well who knows but every time I, I like i don't cry shit like that you uh, know what i mean you don't cry? <laughs> never yeah. when's the last time you've cried um uh, mm. oh, i thought you were gonna go shh i don't talk about that. <laughs> um probably oh when my dad died like uh so that's like five years ago now Damn. okay well, that's well, not good that he died, but that's good that you cried at yeah. least. Because I mean, there are sometimes even that like, took me a while. I was at, at the funeral, like I didn't right. even, you know. Well, that's a shock. Even I then, I would like think. I have a. Uh, there's uh, eight of us that we have. I have eight siblings, and like none of us cry. Like we all like silently cried, like behind our sunglasses. <laughs> 
were Do you think there was something up. about how you were raised that made you Oh, like, yeah, definitely. So were you not allowed or encouraged yeah, not to well, show Well, you know, my dad was abusive and stuff. And so I remember, damn, I'm getting real deep real early here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, let's do it. I, I don't mind. Like, this is like... Um, knew that I could even talk about this shit. So I guess, you know, once you can, you're like, I'm telling everybody. Uh, <laughs> Tell the world. This is why I'm fucked up. <laughs> uh, my dad was super abusive. So I remember at one point being like, I'm just not going to cry anymore. You know what I mean? Like Would he hit you when you yeah. cried? Yeah. Oh, like, there you, you know, go. like I'm not even going to give you that. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. okay. So that was yeah. like, that. okay. You're not, I'm not going to give you the satisfaction yeah. of knowing that you're hurting me. And so, so that was part of it. And then he was also like a super macho kind of don't cry dude. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. he don't cry. And, and like we've were yeah, like our whole family, as far as my siblings and my, and my dad, cause he raised us, um, the kids that we we were all really like stoic like work like we had a family business we would work and, wow and, and sleep and get up and you know it's yeah. no room for crying you know what i mean or or, or it was uh, like a boot camp almost yeah so <laughs> he was physically abusive was he mentally oh yeah everything i mean that's uh, i think um what did i read uh i forget what it's called but the they say like the worst form of child abuse is where you're like physically and emotionally abusive and then the next day you're like i love you like that type of shit so that's that type of shit i think my dad was bipolar yeah what it was he would have like really like manic moments where he was just horrible and then and then also one of those people where you know like abusers where everyone is like He's great. Like everyone loved my dad. So that made you yeah. feel uncomfortable being like, like am I crazy? Not? You yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, you know, my mom my mom was bipolar and she would scream at me for something I didn't even do yeah. when I was 3 and then she would like hug me and braid my hair and I was like, "Wait, yeah, what? and so they say that fucks you up oh. even more than if you were just continuously abusive, right? Because or... you don't know what to expect oh, every day, and so that I, I mean, that gives like I I haven't had a family member like that, but I, even I had teachers certainly yeah, like that, and yeah. like even that like little bit of yeah. anxiety, it's, it's horrifying. Yeah, or even like you, you have you a friend, who, yeah, you're like yeah. I don't even know what, never know what to expect. Like at least if you have like a mean person in your life, you're like, well, this person's always yeah, he's just an asshole, a but... dick. That's yeah. so interesting because yeah. you you turned it into I don't I don't want to give you the power of knowing you're upsetting me, and I turned it into like I will please anybody around me ever all the like um, i turn into a people pleaser you, you even choose yeah, yeah. You, I, it, it's both fucked up you know so um but the flip side of that what i've been realizing um it almost gives you powers too because i feel like i can spot assholes and like mentally ill people like immediately mm-hmm. i can spot like uh fake you know that fa- yeah. the, the people who you are like through, everybody like- loves them da, 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 da. i can see that fucking asshole like mm-hmm. right away i just like i could smell that shit you know so i don't know if that was like oh i had to go through that in, in order to have this fucking power well, and that's a good thing but gave you that perspective and yeah, then yeah. you don't go down a road with somebody and then you find out i've avoided a lot later. of shit yeah like what the fuck yeah. this whole fucking time yeah. you were psycho yeah. Yeah. and i didn't yeah. see it yeah so Damn. yep and then how long have you been a comedian? Uh, this is eight years now. Eight, yeah, going into my eighth year. And before seven. you were a comedian. I don't count. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like forever. Yeah. <laughs> you were a dominatrix. So, okay, I've been a lot of things. Uh, <laughs> Do but tell. that is uh, what everyone is always interested in. Oh, okay. <laughs> so that's fine. What um, other things have you been? I, mean, uh, I worked in fashion design for six years. I was a pattern maker and I did, um, I worked in fashion PR 
Um, you uh, love the hardest businesses. Yeah, <laughs> like just with the You're hardest hard businesses with the with the most horrible people. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say PR and then the fashion and world. And fashion. Yes. I was like, fashion people sucks. I'm gonna be a comedian. Uh, <laughs> where be great. Where in the order of jobs was the dominatrix first? So okay. I, this is my second time doing New York. Um, I moved here. That's, you know, I moved Janelle here. does New York. I know, right? <laughs> I, uh, I moved here and when I was 19 and I was going to FIT. I told my mom I was going to FIT, but I hadn't got in. But my, <laughs> I just totally Wishful lied. <laughs> yeah, I told... Did you get denied? I got denied. Oh. It was supposed to be me and my friend. She convinced... I didn't even know what I wanted to do in my life, but she was like, we like clothes. And so I was like, okay. And <laughs> I knew how to... I teach you yeah, That's I how most 18-year-olds, like, 19-year-olds you know decide I mean? I was very in a fashion. I like sold and all, you know, and all that shit. And so I was like, okay. So we both applied and she got in and I didn't get in. And so she was she was like, I'm moving. And I was like, well, fuck, you ain't gonna leave me here. So I told my mom I was... I got in. I told my boyfriend at the time that I got in. And where were you coming from? Maryland. Maryland. Oh, okay. Yeah. Maryland. Stalker. Yeah. Okay. Did you now? Did you tell your friend? Look, I know I didn't get in, but I told everybody I, I did. Not only, Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I not only told her that I left before her. I, I came up here because she then. This is still a thing with me. And her. I mean, we're not close friends anymore, but she started like, oh no, I have to like um, start a semester late because I still have stuff to like handle down here. Like I got to sell my car and all this. And I was like, well, I'm going. And so I'll find an apartment. And because once I get some shit in my head, I'm like, let's go. So I came up here, I found an apartment and then I started being like, you know, can you send me your pay stubs? We got to do like deposit. I paid it, but can you pay me back? Long story short, she never came. Oh, what a bitch. (laughs) She met a dude. She had met a dude down there. Had three kids. She never now. went to fight. She you, never even went. I and so I got slurs. in. I was gonna say I was like just call yourself I know, by well, her no, name. What happened was I got in like the the following year. I just oh, reapplied, good. but yeah, she never. And so now when I talk to her like on through Facebook and stuff, she's like, "Remember when?" I'm like, "Bitch, you lost you lost your chance." Like yeah. you know, it's just that's a different life now. Like. Wonder you, is she doing good? Like, is she glad? She's like some born again Christian bullshit now. Oh, you know how God. that goes. So you fucking yeah. Got out, got out, you know. Wow. <laughs> like she had a rough time with that dude like he was a fucking idiot and Aww. and then she had them kids once you got the kids it's like it's you're, done you're done you're glued so, them, yeah yeah <laughs> so where and then where was it when she didn't pay you back that you were like shit i gotta so uh oh god i was so broke the, the first you know as as my, many of us are when you come to new i was so broke i panhandled but i was very well dressed are you panhandled see i almost debated like i'm like what happens if i just have a sign and i just well, here's here. what i tell you the better you look, the more money people will give you. Really? Yes. And it's real. Oh, that was really, um, uh, what's the word? Enlightening, I guess. Uh, wow. Because I had, I, I mean, like I said, I was always in a fashion. So I had, I remember um, this like duster leather coat, mm-hmm. like uh, matrix type, like Ooh. buttery ass. You know, you yeah. know, when you were high school, you had your high school job, all your money went to clothes. Type <laughs> shit. So I was like the best dressed panhandler. And I would just like ask guys in suits like, hey, I lost my wallet or whatever and they would just give me like $50 oh so $50 yeah. yeah well because you were you, you were making you had like a story yeah that, like something yeah. happened and I didn't look you, like a right instead like of like a I need person. a nickel yeah. yeah you're like no I lost so, this I need to get somewhere uh, but shit that was, I had an inkling it would work I wish yeah. I did it but that, that was very I mean I'm super prideful that was like I have nothing that's when I would do that but I would sleep on a train you know wow uh, I had met 
uh, some guy. I don't know. You guys are young, but I don't know if you remember uh, Wanna Be a VJ. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. On MTV, so I had yeah on MTV. Yeah. They used to have a, a audition to process TRL and submitted many videos. They used to well, what they used to do is have like a cattle call where uh, you come up in and Times Square, stand outside. So before I moved here, I had stood outside in that line and I met like all these people while we were in line for like eleven hours. So I would bounce around to all those people. Like remember me? We met on Wanna Be a Beach. I was like stayed with dudes I didn't know. <laughs> this Italian guy named Mike. Y'all never forget him. He like let me crash on. His couch. His girlfriend was so mad. He's like, "No, she's cool." And did you meet so, him in line for one to be a I BJ? I met him in line for one to be yeah. a BJ. Amazing. That's the yeah. fun thing about New York, though. I feel like if you have that like work ethic that you it works have, out, you can figure yeah. it out. Yeah. Always. I was like, I'm not going home as a failure. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I like, I'm not going back to Maryland. <laughs> you know? So yeah, I, I, I worked it out, and then I got a job at a hair salon in the fashion district. Mark Jacobs, I think it's still there, Ooh. but it was so crazy. But all Mark the girls Jacobs hair salon. That's it, that's just what it was called. Oh. It's not that dude. It was oh. like M A R K. No, was it Mark, Mark was a K? No, 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 no. I may be saying it wrong. Mark and I was like, he designs clothes. It's two guys. No, it was two guys. Mark, Mark and, and Jacob. something, something like that. Raymore and but Flanagan. It's like West Fortieth, right in the fashion district. It has nothing to do with Mark Jacobs, the designer. <laughs> so sorry. Uh, okay. But it was just like a den of drama, and you know, like all the women who worked at Vogue and oh god and. Uh, L and it was all like Tabitha's magaz- salon makeover, in but style. real life. <laughs> it was like all the manicurists were Russian. They would always be fighting and their boyfriends <laughs> would show up and the waxer lady was sleeping with one of the owners, but his wife was the receptionist. It was oh, like all shit. type of shit. But there also was a girl who I befriended. I was a rece- receptionist mm-hmm. and she was a dom. Okay. And she was like, you would be great. You know, that we like would talk and, and, and I was like, oh, that's super interesting. Da, da, da. And I had a, a, a friend there who was also a hairdresser. She, God, this is, this makes me seem so old, but she would do phone sex. Oh, do yes. You yes, yes, yes. Do people still do that? I don't think so. Uh, do those I, numbers like still exist? I mean, I feel like they do because so there are still like people who like, you know, an old school way. Of I guess. I've off. seen in, when I go home to my parents in Pennsylvania and I'm watching TV late, there's always a there's gr- still there's a, an okay. ad with it. Okay. You want to call me and right. hang out? I thought that went away. But well, and there's so, a great yeah. movie like Girl Number Nine or whatever it is. Like, I love that yeah, movie. Yeah. yeah. Girl Six. Girl Number Six. Yeah. yeah. I was like, whatever it is. I was like, <laughs> six, it's nine. a number and I love it. Um... <laughs> <laughs> So I would crash with her sometimes. And so she would be doing the phone sex and we would do it together sometimes. Like, oh, there's two girls here and all that stuff. So I was like into the whole, I'm one of those people. I want to do everything. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, what's that about? Let me see. Da, da, da. So this girl was like, yeah, I'm a doctor. I was like, what's that about? She's like, come down and um, and meet the the people who run in they have like almost like an apprentice it's not an apprenticeship but you like get, an intern you like get a training intern. no you get training well, you, yeah I would have and you know but you do you so here's what people don't realize you have to then buy all your things you know what i mean like so people think your I just become a dom you have it, you it's a lot of money in, invested in it and the, you pay for your training mm. you pay for your outfits you know and um one of the benefits of uh working in a dungeon is they have the equipment and stuff. But if you want to then move and do your own thing, you have to buy all of those things. You know what I mean? So it's super hard and a lot of work is what I really want to get out of every time I talk about this. Cause it's a lot of girls 
women who think that this is something they want to do and it's not as it's not for a quick it's not buck. as easy and it's not as sexy as people might think it is too you know interesting so. how is it yeah i'm curious as how it's not as sexy because i look at it as yeah, so i mean sexy. i'm not the one getting off so how is that sexy for me do you, you know did I mean? you ever enjoy it did you ever yeah i mean i've always so why the girl set, said i was good i've always had like a um dominant personality mm-hmm. i'll have male energy people have told me i don't know what that means but well, it um, makes sense because I, I mean i was thinking when you were kind of raised not to be allowed to have emotions yeah. it's very similar so to how i guess people men are that raised. yeah yeah i mean i do act pretty i guess math what the definition of masculine <laughs> is in some ways uh and uh i have a deep ass voice so <laughs> maybe that's it uh so what was what was the question? I'm sorry. So uh, well, I was curious as to how it's not oh, sexy or if you got turned on. Right? Um, did I get turned on? No, I can't think of uh, one time. What was I, like it was the pleasurable first... in uh, psychologically? Did you enjoy bossing hmm. men around? Yeah, because part of me, I feel like I would enjoy that um, a lot. No, not in a sexual way. Yeah, it's like acting. It's a lot of acting and. I mean, like I like power more yeah. than anything. So that's so that's pleasurable. You know what I mean? So like whatever. But, but that wasn't only in Dom. Whatever I do, I'm like, how can I get to the top of that? That's just yeah. my personality. And those are the type of personalities that do well in this. And this. people think like, oh, I'm sexy and I'm a pretty girl. It, it's a certain type of mentality that you have or you have to be a really good actress. You right. know what I mean? And so I did the, the training. So you have the training for like uh, and then that's when you decide what you're willing to do because it can go really. That's just <laughs> the spectrum. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, from light bondage spanking to I'm going to shit and this dude is going to eat it. You know, (laughs) I did not get into any bodily fluid play. Yeah. I did. I did do enemas. I did do enemas on you Uh, or the guy, the guys. Okay. They don't touch. uh, So one of the things that interested me in that it's like sex work without sex for, for, for the women, we don't, they don't get to touch us. We aren't penetrated. They are, (laughs) you know what I mean? So we don't get undressed. They're could not they allowed jerk, to touch us. Could they touch themselves? Could they jerk themselves off during They the could, session? but most people, I would say 90% of the dudes do not uh, ejaculate or, really? or or simulate their genitals. And it's like uh, different ways to come. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's, so if you're doing um, like pain, um, sadomasochism, where you're doing clamps, like nipple clamps mm-hmm. or um, that, that pain... Is their orgasm? You know mm-hmm. what I mean. Oh. So they're not looking for if just to to come out your dick. You could do that with your wife. Yeah, I could do home. that in the bathroom right yeah, now. Yeah, whatever. You know, they're right. looking for a specific type of feeling, and that's their pleasure. Wow. So that's what I mean when I say it's not as sexy as people. People are like, oh, yeah, that's. A good I'm point. like jerking a guy off, or that's what prostitutes or or call girls or your girlfriend or whatever or them themselves like uh, doms are a specific type of thing that maybe if you went to your wife she would be like get the fuck out of here you know so what what was the first time doing it were you nervous or did it go well (laughs) yeah but you you know you hide that shit and um but um to go i mean i did enjoy the i did enjoy the powerful feeling and so what i ended up um like specializing in like foot play uh, worship where they just worship you like I like that shit oh, and like psychological up. psychological like basically like berating men <laughs> well isn't there yeah. also too I would think because that is a I, it's a kink of theirs right mm-hmm. so the power not only feels good but 
Because at first I'm like, oh, wouldn't it feel good to tell some asshole dude to like blah, blah. But now that you're talking about it, I'm like, it would feel good to give a man, like a man enjoys pleasure out of my power. Yeah. And that's a thing that I would be happy to give to him. So so here's the other thing. So a lot of women think about it like, oh, I'm in charge. Or what I've always known and what I'm glad somebody told me right on, right away is you're not really in charge. These guys are paying you for a service. You know right. what I mean? You, you're not making them do anything. You're still doing what they asked you to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. you're not really in charge. And it's still a man. It's still dangerous. If he wanted to come out of his submissive you know, and hulk it up and, and fucking, fucking, you know, has that ever happened? I mean, not to me, but it has happened to to to, to other people that I know. Yeah, so say there's no one like you don't have like any kind of like security guard in a dungeon. You do, but, but not obviously, yeah, yeah not in a room, danger, right? Mm-hmm. Was there a, was there like a button that you could press? Like there for was old cameras, and they fall down. There was cameras, like and there was someone who would watch the cameras. Oh, good. Yeah, so. Oh, wow. So you had surveillance on you in the but moment. This is in this dungeon. I worked in two different dungeons. One of them, the one that I, the last one I did, had that. The one before did not. Oh, but, okay. I mean, it, that was very rare, but that's just a thought that's always in your head. It's just, it, it's this man is still paying you to do this. You yeah. know what I mean? So, eh, you know, What's everybody's some, pretending. <laughs> what are some of the more interesting things that you've been asked to do? I mean, I had a lot of like infant, infant, infantilism. Uh, like men getting in like I don't know why I can't talk you today. You treating them like babies. Yeah, a lot of people mm. have like repressed shit that happened to them and they just trying to relive it. Huh. And is so, there what's the conversation like for the say for the guy who wanted to be in a diaper, wanted mm-hmm, to be treated mm-hmm. like an infant? Does he just fill out a form or check a box on the website? When they no- call, they say they talk, they they um ask for it and then they can ask for a specific type of girl. That was also interesting to to find out. I mean, doing that that so I did that for like a year and a half, almost two years. Just doing that like really change the way I think about myself as a woman and just how so for instance when dudes would call in what kind of woman do you want you would think I would have thought tall pretty skinny da, da, da. the range of shit the men used to ask for just really shows you like there's no there's not what type of perfection for, like for women that like we're all hailing to like yeah. we're all like aspiring to you know what I mean like right. everyone is somebody's thing you yeah, know what I mean yeah. so they would call and say what they want and also what type of woman and then hopefully one of us like filled that uh, did that um and were, was comfortable with doing that and then you get you get your regulars <laughs> Wait, do anybody like fall in love with you or like just well you know so with the worship stuff I mean I guess they think they're in love with you I, I mean I, I'm an adult now and I know what love is so I know that's not <laughs> <laughs> what does the guy say when he pays to worship you I don't understand. You don't, they don't like, hand do, you are money. You, are you, yeah. are you worshiping? He's worshiping you. Like uh-huh. in, in what ways does he worship? Yeah, like how, how, okay. So like, so with foot, with foot shit, they just worship your feet. They rub your feet. Do they, they, they don't rub, say anything. I'm thinking of worship. No, like, you, you look so pretty today. I don't know. No, 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 oh. no, no. <laughs> uh, it's just, they, uh, they worship you by just doing what you tell them to do. Kneel, crawl. They just want, kind of want to just uh, be ordered around. Mm. You know what I mean? Or mm. some people have like slaves. Okay. You know, so that's worship too. Like right. I'll do whatever you say, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm just here for you and um and then different doms have uh, different things they're comfortable with their slaves doing. Right, you know right. I mean? I'm sure it's chicks getting eaten out if they wanted to or well, all that stuff, but I don't want people Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want anyone touching me. So and that's part of it. Like um uh so if they're into got uh worship and pain, you tell them to touch you, but they know they can't. And they so they get pleasure from that. 
You know oh. what I mean? Do like, you like hit them if they try? Yes. Oh, yeah. that's fun. Yeah, like touch me. Like so, that confusion like turns them on. Like, but you said, I, "What the fuck did I say?" You know what I mean? And then they, right. then they touch you, and then you hit them. It's just yeah. You know, it's I feel like there's so many intricacies to a so man's sexuality. Women too. Women, women too, but definitely women too. But do women, women? I don't know women. Oh, really? I was gonna say, do Not women many, pay for had. this? Because there's no service. There's rare. There are a few services out there or put out there for women, for us to call and be like, I want a guy to do this, this, and this very specific thing. I feel like the more money you make, you'll find out that those things exist. Uh, <laughs> you know, like right. women anything. in power want to be submissive. Yeah. yeah. I think it's just usually, like the average woman who does not making a lot of money probably doesn't want to be hit by a dude. But, right. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I, I work feel at like, Starbucks <laughs> and I want this giant man to hit me. I yeah. feel like anything you want exists yeah. for, to be purchased, but um, it, it may not, it's just not as prevalent as um, men because we haven't been in power for as they have for I know. and um and also I don't want uh it wasn't all dudes with with that's another misconception it wasn't all like powerful dudes with money some yeah. people would come look like they just saved up you know for it you know what I mean <laughs> for their birthday. yeah like young kids kids Jesus I'm gonna get myself trouble uh, he was 12, you know but young but guys yeah. 21 and like this is my first I just want to try it uh, a lot of Hasidic Jews yeah. Uh, <laughs> what did the Hasidic Jewish guy? Did was there a a, a string, a, like a theme to what they wanted, or is, was everyone different? Everything. I mean, they were the like the Kinkiest. most. Yeah, I would think. Yeah. They were. Yeah. Of course. That, yeah. Repression. Yeah. That would make me so happy. Be like, yes, come in here and just be whatever you want within it, these rules, but also just like right. the freedom to really explore. Yeah. That man had for the first time in rarely in his life freedom to explore his sexuality with someone who was totally open to it as well. And then sometimes, you know, people would come and they would, they still wouldn't, they would come in and they would, it would take time. It would take more and more sessions because even though they're there, they weren't comfortable saying it or they didn't know how to express whatever it is, whatever this fantasy was that they wanted. Some mm -hmm. people would come. They had, I had this guy, he wouldn't take his sunglasses off because he thought, he didn't want to be recognized. I'm like, I don't know who you are, but <laughs> dude, don't worry. Like, about that. I don't not. I don't care. So if you can't even take your sunglasses off, you're not going to be able to let go in order to do this thing. So Very, yeah, I mean, it, it, I don't regret doing it. It really like made me mad chill about whatever the fuck anybody want to do. Like, yeah. just do you. You're not hurting anybody. Like, who cares? Um, <laughs> and it's yeah, I, I, I have a friend who does stuff like doms like on the side mm -hmm. and she would tell me some stories. I'm like, that's so great that because that's why like the sex industry i think it's so stupid that so many like it's illegal to is it illegal to do that or no it's maybe it's in not new york no uh it's uh, i remember they used to get raided or whatever because so it, sex is illegal and doms aren't supposed to be having sex with right. their clients but obviously some dungeons that would be going on mm -hmm. so i guess once people they i don't know how they do it send in another undercover or whatever and they find yeah. out that this is happening in this dungeon and all of them would get raided like wow. stuff like that would happen i don't know what's happening now i know not dungeons still exist but i think less because more girls are doing like cam work and yeah at home stuff which you i am do from like their couch <laughs> yeah i i don't mm. That doesn't sound appealing. That doesn't sound appealing. And it sounds dangerous to me. Cam? Yeah, yeah. Well, or just even having people in your house or going to people's houses. Like, oh, I don't, yeah, I don't, no. I'd rather be in a place. And, uh, totally. That's meant for that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I wouldn't do dumb shit now anyway, but that's when I was, you know, 21 and like, fuck it. You know, 
21. Uh. No, that would open my eyes up and and really make, I feel like it would make me appreciate a male's sexuality and, and understand the spectrum of sexuality in general, just because like when I was young, I was too afraid to ask for certain things or I had kinks that I didn't really tell anybody mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I felt embarrassed by them or like mm-hmm. they were weird. And mm-hmm. it's nice to hear about I mean, men about, that are I so open. I don't know if I feel, I, they, uh, I don't know if they're open. They're still hiding it. That's know? true. But um, maybe they want to keep it there. I don't know. I don't know if I feel sorry. For, like they brought it on themselves a lot. A lot of repressed male sexuality or them policing each other. Like we don't yeah. care. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, I don't do anything weird. Fuck you. Right, that type of shit. So. Where are you going, Dan? No worries. <laughs> yeah. Do you feel like do you feel like your race played a role in like any of the Oh yeah, you know, yeah I was, people I was call, thinking, I want a black girl. Yeah. Yell at me. You know. I'm and like, you hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we girl to yell at me. <laughs> We've gotten some interesting emails about race play, and I'm like, I don't I whatever if you both people like it. Yeah. Then yeah, like I mean, hmm. How much but am I going to reveal the, about myself? To on the this? person. That's up to you as an individual and the part your partner. I mean, I, all that shit is just um, the it. un, the taboo is sexy. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, you know, I've been with white guys and that does cross your fucking mind. Like, this is like, holy shit. I mean, of course, ain't nobody calling me no nigga or shit like that. I was going to say no one did that, right? No, but it is. So, mm. You know how people say, like, black women really hate that white guys, I mean, that black guys date white women. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until I dated a white guy that I was like, oh, I get this. The, the, the taboo, the, 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 the mix of skin colors, like, it's a thing, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, um... I don't know where I'm going with this. Well, why, why, <laughs> what is the reasoning behind a black, do, do you not like when a black guy dates a white woman? I don't care. Why, why would that feeling exist? I mean, I kind of okay, have, that I exists, feel like I have an idea. Okay, but. that exists. And I don't know, black men will say that, that, that this isn't true, but usually black men justify dating white women because of black women's behavior. Oh, that that's type of shit. Absolutely. Yeah. So, that's what you hear. You hear, oh, well, black women are yeah. too mean, too right. aggressive. So I'm going to go. So that's what mm-hmm. we care. Like, yeah, do your thing, but leave yeah. me out of it. You know what yeah. I mean? So that's, that's usually what I would, um, only have a problem with I don't care where anyone because nobody's going to tell me who to date yeah, you know exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and you shouldn't have to justify who you want to anything date. you yeah. want to date the person because you fucking want to date yeah, them and that's yeah, the end of the story yeah. but that's usually what what women have a problem with when, uh, it, yeah. when it does happen I didn't realize so, that was like the reason yeah. that they well were... you know it, it, men are men across yeah. all color you know so <laughs> if they true. keep us fighting amongst each other then they they're just then they're all fine. better off you i know? know and they become a a, a rare commodity like we all want them you know mm-hmm. type of shit but you, you get older you don't fall for that shit anymore yeah that's bullshit <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that. i recognize signs i get older i'm like god damn it yeah yeah i was so naive yeah, so yeah. now you you said you were raised primarily by your dad was was there a mom in the picture yeah my mom so my dad um because he was nuts my dad um Basically, so they, my mom and him had joint custody and he just wouldn't honor that. Oh, oh so your parents were divorced and you lived yeah. with your dad? So, yeah. And That's she, unique. my mom mm-hmm. would come in and she had weekends and my dad had like weekdays after school and she would come on the weekends and he would be like, they don't want to go. They don't want to go with you. Why like, would he, he do would that? Because he's an, he's an asshole. He's an asshole. And also he wanted to, we, again, we, he had a, a 
restaurant and like my dad i'm from the islands my dad had like the first food truck in the virgin islands oh, wow. and then we had multiple food trucks then he had a restaurant and i really feel like he had multiple kids so we could all work for him yeah. basically Listen, like I he just kept having kids, kids to run the truck okay? and so the von part of <laughs> part of us not going with our mother was we had to work you know what i mean Shit. so so all of that was happening and so how i ended up in maryland was my mom isn't gonna listen to this but whatever uh, i was just like should i say <laughs> this is so long ago but my mom stole us basically and left. i mean i would too if i i i mean yeah i totally get that we like left in the dead of dawn got on a plane and moved and moved to maryland because were you amped when your mom was like i'm gonna take you i didn't know she didn't know so my mom is like a fucking my mom is the shit because at that time and still am. I used to talk a lot and <laughs> and just I was just always in like grown people's business. And I would like hear one thing and then run to another adult like this is what I heard, you know. So my mom <laughs> was dating a guy, um, had dated a guy that was from Florida that my father was even though they hadn't been together in forever that he was very against and he would like talk shit about it. He like fist fought him. It was like a whole thing. And my mom started and this guy lived in Florida, which is close to St. Thomas. It's like an hour plane ride. My mom started telling me like, we're going to go to Florida. Like, don't say anything knowing that I would, (laughs) you know what I mean? Yeah. Let's use Janelle. (laughs) Yeah. So I was telling my brother, like, we're going to Florida. That's where Disneyland is. (laughs) And (laughs) And my dad heard us talking. He's like, what are you saying? I'm like, I don't know. We might be going to Disneyland. You know what I mean? Like, but I don't know when. He was like, what? And uh, so then when my mom, when that happened, like a month later, when she took us, my father spent years looking for us in Florida. Good we plan, mom. Yeah, we were in wow. Maryland. That's so smart. Genius. Yeah, but my mom left her whole life, her house, her job, everything to get us out of there because he was just a nut. Oh, yeah, so, thank God she did and, that. And um, I didn't see him for like six years. So I guess that was, I didn't see him for like six years. And then my great grandmother died and we had to like go back for a funeral. And that's, that's when I, but by this time I'm you like, you were an adult. Yeah. Yeah. So, what did I mean, he's still you? a fucking, <laughs> yeah, he's still an but less scary. You oh, know what yeah, I mean? Cause you're an old grown ass yeah, woman now. Yeah, yeah. What did he say to you? Oh, he denied all of that till the, till he died. Like oh, I, your mom brainwashed you, you know, I, I didn't do those things. Oh, and she, you know, stole you. Like she had her like a, a villain in that everything and and i mean that's what abusers do they make you think like you're crazy i'm like wait did he never hit me i don't remember you know what i mean like maybe i imagined it you know so yeah till the end he he was just uh, he was just not a good person but had like some of his bad shit i'm grateful for like i'm not afraid to work yeah. Again, with the instant bullshit spotting, uh, so, I can I can also bullshit bullshit people very well. When you, you know? need to, yeah, yeah. yeah, you pull out the tool in your tool belt. Yeah. So then, have you not? Have you never had a relationship like all of your relationship? I imagine is with pretty healthy men. Um, like, so I've done both. Like, I remember. I mean, and I still am attracted to people like my dad. Oh, I damn am, it. but I no, but I recognize it. Oh, okay, that's good. And I run. <laughs> so my like early relationships, I remember like I was super into like what I guess what would be called like alpha male type mm-hmm. of, and I realized that. But you're young and you don't don't know how to get out. You're not of gonna it. connect those dots too. Right. Like yeah, yeah, no, I knew. Oh, you knew. I was- knew. I'm like ah, you remind me of my father. You know what I mean? Right. And but like maybe 
you're Maybe like my dad, but you'll love me the right way, that type of shit. Yeah. So I've never been, been like in an abusive uh, romantic relationship or something, but I definitely like trended towards that. But then my serious relationships that I've been in have been the opposite. I've looked for the opposite. Yeah. Yeah. And like, work you're nothing like my dad. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> or or you only have the good qualities because he did have. I mean, it just seems to me like dudes don't know how to work nowadays. But <laughs> <laughs> but if like I look for that, like a hard worker, people who say they're going to do what they do, what they say they're going to do, shit like that. Those yeah. are things that my father had that that and he was regardless of how he treated us. He was very like family oriented. Right. And so shit like that. Yeah, that I oh got a hardworking guy is yeah. so attractive. Just like someone like, who takes care of themselves and is independent without not me. They even don't need for me. me. Not even for me. It, just for, for yourself. Yeah, that is so yes. sexy. Like yes. you don't need me to help you. Yes. You just you're, you're doing fine. a thing. You're a whole person. And yeah, cool. Because that's who you are too. Like <laughs> yeah. you don't want anybody to. You, you don't rely on anybody. Yeah, support. and I don't. I know. Uh, I don't want to um, have to shape anybody. Like I just just. Just not even like you have dreams or anything. Just like you get up and you do things and you're, you're productive. Proactive. Yeah, yeah. Proactive person. That's what I am. Yeah. And if you get with a person that's not like that, they resent you. Yeah. And they're like, oh, who the fuck you think? Because they're mad at themselves because they don't work as hard. Oh, sorry. Correct. <laughs> Shit, I got bugs in my ass. I also resent Shit. people who are lazy, though. Like that's I, what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Like when I like if anytime, even if like I'm living with someone who's lazy, like I just like wait. I it wanna, makes me upset. It's a gross quality. I like yeah. see them on the couch and I feel like I want to like kick them off the couch. <laughs> Is that? I feel but we the used same to say way. My dad was haunted because he would never <laughs> sleep. You would just be up, like, just it's doing stuff, coast. like sawing wood or like, what are you doing? Like, yeah, we would be like, he's haunted. Like, he he's would, sawing wood. Yeah, he was like a man's, like, he would build stuff. He would just be building, like, the restaurant my dad eventually had, we built Jeez. from, like, from the ground up, from like the ground physically up. built the building. We built it. I paint the first food truck we had. I painted by oh hand. Oh my god! <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> yeah, like a paintbrush. It was a van. We painted it. We ripped out the inside. I mean, I was basically a boy. Like I was. I'm in. I'm the oldest, but he treated me like a boy. We ripped out the inside. Oh, you're also the oldest. So that's what yeah. some of the some of the the leadership qualities yeah. come from. That. But that's so. I mean, those are great qualities that you have. That like. Oh yeah, take I'll, you to I'll build cabinets go. and sh- all that shit. Yeah. 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 That's such a good. I Dude. wish I could do stuff. My like dad that. used to tell to teach me how to t- uh, change the brakes in his car, yeah. and now he's really old. And I helped him change the brakes on his minivan because he put them on backwards. And like, right. I'm so happy I have yes. that skill. I just yes. want to have skill. I want to yeah. walk around life with a skill set. And so I also require dudes that I fuck with to have those things. Yeah. <laughs> That's just just me. I'm not saying if you don't, you yeah. know, whatever. Do you like a don't write me. Or- don't you run this obstacle course and then spin it around five times and then change the person? I mean, like, like if you can't change a flat, like, yeah. come on, get out of here. Have guys <laughs> ever been? Have you ever been in a situation where guys have been intimidated by you? Um, yeah. Well, people are intimidated by me now. I mean, a lot of that. I was just talking to somebody the other day. Like a lot of dudes say, "I'm scared of you," and I'm always like, "Why?" That's yeah. That's so weird to me. I mean, it's not weird. A lot of it is racism. Um, but they don't know that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I use that to my advantage. I mean, obviously, I'm a woman. I'm not going to fight you. Yeah. What are you afraid of? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, a lot of, yeah, a lot of, so like, a lot the, of white dudes. A lot of white dudes in the comedy, they'll say that. Like, I'm so scared of you. I'm like, why what? Why don't you think about why that is? Have yeah. I ever been anything but nice to you? Yeah. So, but oh, I'm so. like, if that makes you... Uh, treat me with respect then yeah then be afraid then yeah. be afraid be afraid and, and, and in some ways they should be too but just not physically as how they 
not you they shouldn't be physically afraid of me how yeah. they act but i mean i'll fuck you up in other ways but right you're smart you know your shit you've been yeah. on the scene but like, just how they act like i'm gonna swing on them or something is so weird to me what really <laughs> yeah oh, fucking idiots we've talked before on the podcast about white feminism right and i have an idea of what it is i've i've, I've seen facebook posts by by comedians like phoebe robinson and she'll talk about it about white women are very fragile and they get their feelings hurt a lot. And I'm like, yeah, I agree. I think that's bullshit. What are your feelings on that? I mean, yeah, I think that's true. Uh, I always feel uh, uh, sad because I feel like I could totally get on the feminism train if I didn't have to worry so much about racism. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah. Didn't you say on Facebook the other day, you were like, Oh, it's time for me to start uh, preparing for the, the gender wars. The gender yeah. wars and the race and war. The, put the race laugh. war on hold. Yeah. 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 And, uh, <laughs> made me laugh. <laughs> because yeah, it's just, I can't. And then some of the things that, uh, you know, so because of that, because you have to worry about racism, some of the things that white, like white, women who call themselves feminists uh focus on seem like so trivial to yeah. us because i'm like oh shit we're dying <laughs> you know i what was I mean? gonna say so I can't yeah worry. and like white people are talking about man spreading which is ridiculous right. and we make fun of that shit all the time that's it, it's ridiculous I, but i'm also not like don't do what you're gonna do i'm just saying understand where i'm coming from mm-hmm. that i can't join your train right now because i have this big shit over yeah. here yeah i'm not one of those people like white girls i think that's fucked up like you, yeah we all have our specific things but that type of feminism is not for us at this time. It's yeah. Not, yeah. So mm-hmm. and, the trivialness of yeah. it. Yeah. yeah and yeah. you know, maybe it's not trivial to them in their in in at that time because again, they don't have to worry about our shit. But what we usually want is for y'all to jump on our yeah. our, our black female feminism uh just platform like what can white racism, women be doing better yeah, at feminism to bring us into to your thing so then we have time to think about man's man spreading and shit like that you know right, what i mean right, <laughs> right. no because i find it upsetting a lot of times when people like because i i mean for me feminism obviously is is all women and i hate that even like because i think uh, the reason that feminism is so far behind is because women are always fighting with each other usually yes. over men yes. but then to even bring race into it is it's, like it, i'm like no guys it's all very complicated pack, well i don't know like, i really Really, I'm, I feel like I'm a pessimist in this mm-hmm. way because everything seems not great. Like, well, you know, <laughs> well, everything is not great. The You're internet. absolutely right. The and internet. I don't see the end of it because we're all so divided in all types of ways. Yeah. You know? And and then we get together and then with, within our own groups, we're like, ah, and then black women are like, even... I might not agree with another black woman on how, right. you know, and it's just, I really don't, I, I feel like humans are just like a flawed test. We'll, we'll be gone in a while and, and hopefully what comes next <laughs> will be better. Yeah. I feel like humans are just, we're just, nah. I feel like social not media contributes to that bullshit so much uh, in, in terms of me going, oh God, this is never going to get better because people just say the dumbest shit when they're fighting for things here's the thing i always think social media didn't invent those thoughts it's just that you get to see them now yeah you know what i mean (laughs) it gave you an outlet to get them out yeah people didn't all of a sudden like oh i can type so now i'm thinking these new things these are things they've always thought we just know they exist and it's good and bad because 
it's giving a voice to people you wouldn't have heard before too. So, Absolutely. you know, whatever you want to focus on is if is how you view social media. I view it where I'm like, oh, now I'm hearing from women who have been sexually assaulted that I may not have ever even heard about it. And, or I'm hearing about certain uh, angles of racism that would not have been said before and, or gay people or whatever. That's what I'm focusing on rather than the things that annoy me. Yeah. You that's I mean? great. Yeah. That's not pessimism at all. That's yeah. Great. I know. Right. There are, there <laughs> are a lot productively. of, I love reading. Yeah. I do love that part about it where I can hear other people's stories or other people yeah. putting, putting things in a way that I'm like, Oh, yes, that's right. There's good shit in between all the other bullshit. I mean, I feel I do feel like we are largely stupid and devolving intellectually, but there's good. (laughs) I agree. I absolutely agree. (laughs) There's good things in between. And those things need to be said. And hopefully there be the thing with social media, too. I'm always wondering if those things are being read by the people who need to need to see it or even. And if it's being read, is it being understood and taken in in the way that you want i try to post very i I get like shit for this because i'm very like well what's the other side i'm one of those people like well let's look at it this way and i'm never like yeah like this is the side and i'm always like well and i'm always trying to speak to people who i don't who i'm feel may not agree with me right away because that's how you get a productive conversation going how else i always try to you You can't can't start a post like first of all or I know. Yeah. You're not getting anyone's. Now you're making you're basically people yelling off, at me. If, even if you're right. Exactly. You're pissing me off already. I don't even want to listen to you. But that's an angle that can gain you your fan base. And, you know, in our business, you're a comedian. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, yeah, I don't. Po- I try not to do. I, mean, I, don't. I see it and I know what it's about. I know why they're doing it. You're, you're, you're cultivating your own fan base. But if you're really trying, because then you'll see people like Facebook doesn't change minds. That's that's false. I've yeah. had people write me all the time. Like, I never thought about it that way. I now talk to my family that it, like it does, you know, well, what that's mean? what really introduced me to that whole idea of white feminism, because when I heard a lot of black female comedians describe, I'm like, oh, you are absolutely right. And how would you have known that without? People? Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I knew that so and so complaining about like Tyler, like man spreading on the subway. Right. That's stupid to me, but I didn't really understand like. Mm-hmm. the notion of of that term and what it means and i t- i totally get yeah. it and i want to stop yeah it. people saying social media is stupid is just another way of silencing people basically yeah. so uh you, you you we all search out what what our agenda is but i do feel like there's a way to engage with people that if i see first of all i ain't reading that shit or or all caps or whatever yep. or yep. this like whiny condescending <laughs> so like annoying. petulant shit from like adults i don't want to hear that either you know what i mean yeah. so it's it's whatever we're all very uh immature oh, yeah. <laughs> but i i i'm a person who i want to be educated and i want other people to educate me on things because i don't know everything and, and we no all one, hope there's like else. more of you and us than the other but who knows you know you really I mean? don't know i want to hope that there's more people like that i think there are, there are and i think those are the people that rarely comment on they really comment media. because they have jobs and shit that they're will, busy they're will, busy doing stuff that's the hope that's what we're all well they're busy for. they're not only busy doing stuff like i write you know my jokes and whatever. And I have like some like controversial jokes. And like the other day I wrote uh, about, I said, this is a joke and it's true, but I said, I'm up for a, a part as a butch lesbian, which <laughs> is funny because when I try that in real life, I gagged. And so, you know, <laughs> da, da, da. and it was a joke, but it's true. But 
people will write me and say, I liked what you said, but I work at da, 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 and I can't like it because then it comes up on my. Oh. So don't think they're not looking or reading. Oh, my goodness. They just can't engage with you because people have real jobs, not this comedy bullshit that we're doing. <laughs> Sometimes I forget that. Yeah. Well, we had it. We had an instance on last week's episode where, yeah, we interviewed someone and we had to like cut out her name because she asked came on the air at the, at the live episode and asked us this really like crazy question about sex. And then she's like, oh, my Holy God, shit. I forgot that I work at this place and everyone works at this place and I got to take my name out. I'm yeah, like, OK, we got you. No problem. We're a very we're in a rare a profession where we can basically and even we, no self, even we center ourselves sometimes i try not to but even once we get into a writer's room or we're working for a corporation or, yeah, or you get a show you're on a network or something you're, you're like, like oh, don't say I anything about this that. product you know yeah. so we forget that and then uh yeah but those people are taking that shit in and they they're engaging in their own ways so oh, that's good everybody keep posting i'm reading everything but, i like yeah uh, <laughs> but i agree with you the first yeah. of all yeah oh, it's oh, just like come, yeah, who are you talking to <laughs> so you said you you, you the, that lesbian joke was based off of a real thing so have you yeah i try you know when you do the thing <laughs> where your, your man is like Lou, let me get a threesome oh, type okay. of yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. i tried that and i was like okay because i'll try anything once yeah and um i was like well i get to pick the girl <laughs> and you know and so we went out like on a hunt for the chick and this girl I saw her. I was like her. And uh, <laughs> she was like so gorgeous. And and I went up to her and I was like, you're so pretty. She's like, you're so pretty. And uh, I was like, <laughs> oh, shit, so pretty. this is easy. You know what I mean? And uh, But what it turned out was she was way more into me than yeah. him. You oh, know nice. I, mean? I would have been like, like well, score. <laughs> yeah. but, and so I was like, oh, OK. But then when it came down to the actual act, I was like, e. <laughs> like, oh, I don't like women. Right, you know right, I mean? right, yeah. right. I tried and to I, eat a vagina once and I was like, yeah, nah. no. Because you know how women are like, I, I was always like, I like breasts. Who doesn't like breasts? I'll touch some boobs. I always touch boobs. And and she's pretty. Girl time, but, pretty. Yeah, I'm like, but now I was like, don't kiss me. You know, they're like, ah, what the fuck? You know, so <laughs> I've never had a woman as close to my face, you know, that type of <laughs> shit. And I didn't even get to the pussy eating part. Just like the touching them. I was just like, well, Jesus, like, this doesn't feel like what I like. Right, right. <laughs> you would never know. Yeah, I would have never it. known until I had a pussy in my face. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just not great for any of us because he ain't get attention. I didn't want nothing. Were you and, like, uh, we got to wrap like, this up. Y'all can fuck. I don't even care. <laughs> <laughs> just don't make me touch the pussy again you know that's so, so and she was like oh no was she bummed that you didn't want to touch her pussy yeah i mean she like pursued me for a while Aww. after that yeah right, i mean i wish no one likes to get rejected like i mean anyway. I, I always wish i was in a chick because i feel like i would clean up like chicks yeah me too always yeah. hit on me way more than men and really really good looking women too i'm like damn i would be a pimp Mm-hmm. But yeah. I'm just not into it. It's just not where you. I know you. I, yeah, I, I often think that same thing. I'm like, man, if I was a lesbian, I'd be horrible. I well, I've tried. My boyfriend yeah. and I have. I've, we've done a, a couple three ways, and we go to we'll like hit on the woman together, and I automatically put myself in the role of the dude and be like, uh, you look very pretty today. Which I think you kind of have to do to make them feel comfortable. Nobody yeah, no dude. I kind of liked that though. It's like, ooh, I am the aggressor. Do you get that a lot from comedy from after shows? I get that after shows. Like no. my boyfriend wants to. No. Me and my boyfriend went to sleep. It's with all you. on really? apps. I get that all the time. Wow. Yeah. Wait, so Je- couples I'm so jealous. Couples want to bang you after they yeah. see you perform yeah 
your ex. I mean, I've seen your I ex. Mean, it's very good. It's not very sexual, but yeah, they're like Man. they could tell. Though, or they'll you come up and they'll be like, "My boyfriend loves you." Yeah, I'm. Th- I'm going through yeah. your act right now. I'm like, what joke? What I don't know. People and but you're very know. relaxed on stage, and you kind of it's it's it is sexy. Yeah. It, there's a sexiness too. Yeah, well, you have sex. a swagger. I think maybe is is what it is. I'll take that. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> but yeah, so that's that's uh, always been uh, funny. <laughs> How do you? respond to that request like oh my i always God. say damn i wish i was in the chicks i'm yeah. like your man is hot though but you know sorry yeah i'm, I'm flattered sign <laughs> my mailing list buy my shirt <laughs> i don't know what else to do you know that's how you get and yeah. ain't no amount of drinks gonna make me change my mind so yeah sorry you know, that's so yeah. funny because i think a lot of times female comics are like you know male comics get hit on by whoever after shows and like i mean as a female comedian i like I feel like we we rarely. Oh, I don't get hit on by dudes by themselves. I get it's after mm. they'll write you like I saw you earlier. <laughs> Did you? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna follow you and like all your tweets. Yeah, yeah, like I don't know if you. I was in a third row with the. Oh, <laughs> I was no, I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't know. I had a blue shirt. I guess they're afraid of the immediate rejection, so they write you later. Or whatever, yeah, so. it's less scary to get rejected online. Yes, than yes. in person. Yeah, but dudes never really, unless they're like just blotto and just fucking being an asshole. You know? <laughs> I like black girls. Oh, you get a lot, I feel like you get well, a lot of scared white guys be like, hey, hey um, I'm Bill. Uh, no, no, no. White dudes are, are, they used to, especially dudes named Bill, they come right up to you. Hi. Really? I'm uh, Bill. You're you're super hot. You know, like those, a Bill kind of dude, they right up in your face. You oh, know I, what see, I mean? my, Bill in my eyes is like the scrawny, meek. Oh, no. You're talking a like a Trevor. Bill. You're a Trevor. Uh, <laughs> See, Trevor to me is like, hey, what's up? Oh, like a rock, like a yeah. like a like a Daria dude. Yeah, kind of yeah. Okay, I get it. But uh, you know, like the Bill guy who works in accounting with like oh. the red face type of dudes, they're all they love me. And I'm just like, you are not the type of white dude that I'm into. And so so sorry. Like, what type of white dudes are you into? I like <laughs> Ooh, yeah. which is so uh uh maybe I don't know. Anyway, I like a strapping Midwestern, like corn fed fucking, maybe his parents are racist, but he was in the military. Oh, you love my boyfriend, Janelle. <laughs> wow. He's voting for Trump and everything. Oh, no. No, he's he himself is not. He, he has a kid. His, maybe. Eyes, his eyes have been open because right. he left his town to do yeah. whatever. But his mom, it would be horrified to meet me type of shit. Right. That's amazing. And, uh, you know, yeah, like that type of dude. I like that kind of dude. I like bros, which is so really? weird. I like white dudes. But really? not so I like so here's how I, I distinguish I distinguish it. I like dudes, not uh men. I like white dudes. I get what you not mean. Not white men. Dudes uh-huh. who are like What about Robbers? And yeah. <laughs> like yeah. look like somebody's dad or Well, I always love mm. when because I have a couple of friends that are like bros, but they're really sweet. They're guys. really sweet. And, and they're usually like, so dumb. I, it's yeah. just like endearing. Yeah, it is endearing because they're kind. Yeah. And I I haven't met a dude. I haven't. And that's probably because they don't approach me. Like those will be the people, the dudes who are like, I don't like black girls or whatever. I I only fuck blondes or whatever. So but the bros that approach me are always mad cool yeah so and whenever i meet a bro i i i stereotype him as like oh god and then i get to know them i'm like shit you're really cool yeah i'm like you ain't like anything um 
that I would have, you know, thought. So yeah, that's the kind of white dudes I like. Do you date black they guys? Do push too? ups. <laughs> they do push ups. Of course. Yeah, I mean that's my default. Like? Yeah, is uh, is black guys. Um, um, but for whatever reason, it's only the majority of guys that hit on me are white. For 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 like the last six seven years. Really? So, yeah. Interesting. I don't know why I yeah, haven't changed I anything yeah. about myself, but I don't know. So, and, but you like the bro. Also, I guys. do a lot of Midwestern tour. You know, like I go okay. through the Midwest a lot. I started in the Midwest. Um, I don't think I do like quote unquote white comedy. I don't know what the, what what they're into about it, but that's who. And, but even in New York, white dudes come up to me way more than black guys. Really? Do. Hmm. That's so interesting. Or, uh, or anything. Yeah. New York. You know, anybody can hit on you here, but. Uh, out of everything white dudes hit on me more awesome i don't know if that's also or not but yeah that's what it is <laughs> just, just facts <laughs> don't start feeling yourselves <laughs> is there i've never slept with a black guy which uh oh no i am i'm more attracted like to me like black men are just i don't know i just feel like they're just more masculine to me than a i white mean you're dude. doing a fetishized thing yeah, and which exactly. I, you know, because not every black man is, is the same similar yeah, type of person. Some like Mandingo dick slayer. So <laughs> yeah, so that's what you have in your head. And the same thing, like the first white guy I dated a- a- after a minute, I was like, "Holy shit, I'm fetishizing you!" Like yeah. more than he was. Is me. that good or bad, though? It, I don't know, but I wasn't being. Um, no, I mean, I was like, I want to go to a fucking cow tipping bullshit he's like i don't even do that i'm like but you're white you know what i mean well, and i did it a dominican guy i was like take me dancing in queens he's yeah like, he's like, but then he did and i was like this is the best yeah, yeah, i like yeah. getting um getting to know other people's cultures too because so i think that's really fun. what it is is um as for me it's not he had which is the fetishizing it's the, it wasn't about them it was about experiencing like yeah. through them but you, you also know? like them as a person so yeah, it's like whatever. a cherry on the cherry on top to their great personality i'm a narcissist i like me me most yeah. well that's good though i don't think that's a narcissist i think you're oh no i'm a narcissist you are? <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> but be, what what other qualities would you define yourself as a narcissist other than you put yourself first because i feel like most people should and a lot of times most oh women i mean don't. in relationships i'm just uh very self-involved you know you're not do you are you caring as a girlfriend yeah but (laughs) i mean i am but it's always to make myself feel good you know what i mean you know what's what's i'm trying i'm trying to be a a realist about myself uh lately and just in general am i doing it for that person or am i doing it to seem like a good girlfriend you know what i mean what's underneath (laughs) that right. you know what I mean and so that's what I think the narcissism comes well, of I course mean, every comedian has to be a narcissist oh, yeah, of so course. for we our occupations attention. we chose to talk into a microphone right. where people be quiet and pay and listen to yeah, us yeah we're basically and saying <laughs> I have 10 minutes of something I mean, that you need to sit right. shut the fuck up and, and listen it's to only me. my thoughts yeah, yeah exactly it's, yeah, cra- yeah. it's a crazy yeah. but that's thing. what I love about comedy because you control the whole thing yes, and it's so it. enjoyable it's power yeah I just uh comedy for me like um my favorite comedian is Richard Pryor and he mm. does a lot of stuff with silence and just like mood. So he would do a very serious joke and it would be so quiet. And then he would do like a big joke and then everybody laughs. I just thought that was so, it's almost like doing a magic trick. It's like, I'm going to tell you how to feel 
for an hour. You know what I mean? Oh, and well, I, and I'm going to manipulate it's your emotions. not even going to be all laughing. You know, and you're going to hate me sometimes, then I'm going to make you love me. You know what I mean? And well, that's so, what yeah. made a lot of his bits too really powerful because he was so comfortable in the silence. Yeah. Yeah. And he forces you to be comfortable yeah. with it. Everybody's like, leaning in. Oh, shit. Yeah. I am hanging he, on the edge of my seat. You're leaning in and he's like, dick and balls or yeah. something stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, no, but I'm definitely a narcissist and I'm trying to work on it and not be a bad one, I guess. Or, What's the worst qualities of your narcissism that you're trying to change? <sighs> Fuck. Um, <laughs> y'all didn't tell me this shit was going to be a tough like, question. Uh, what is it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I do feel like I'm very self. I like I like like being alone, but I want people to love me at the same time. Oh, yeah. Like, love me now. Get out of here. Then go love away. Love me only how I want you to love me and when. Yeah. You know what I mean? Have you had fights about that with past relationships? Yes. Past relationships? Uh, no, not fights. But and also, and this is all wrapped up in a narcissism. I'm very like um, always thinking about that. Whereas the, the the person that I'm with might not even pick that up. And I'm just like, don't why don't you? sense that i'm doing this you yeah. know what i mean so that's all like wrapped up in that you know what i mean oh, like right. uh, being so not navel gazy but um what would it be just like internal well you see what's going on mm-hmm. from the seat and i'm like why don't head. you see it you yeah. know that type of uh, expecting them to make a move because you think they should and <laughs> and and then and, and, and all it's all kind of too wrapped up in like growing up in an abusive household like i don't think i deserve you know, to be treated well, like underneath, like even uh, though that's what I want, parts of me doesn't think that, you know what I mean? Or I don't trust it. Mm-hmm. That and on you're and in off conflict with yourself. Abuse or? that I talked about with my dad. Right. Like I'm like, when is the shoe gonna drop? You know what I mean? Like I feel like that never leaves you, even though you know that's what you're doing and that's what's going on, you know? So right. yeah, it's a lot of shit. I should probably be in therapy again and shit. So I mean, it seems like you got a pretty <laughs> better hold of yourself than most. Yeah, it's just like self awareness is so important because yeah. I feel like then that's when you can start to work on yourself and I well, that's what I'm trying to get. It. I'm yeah. like too self aware but not doing anything about right. it. It's the next step. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Knowing is the first step. Knowing for sure. is the, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, um, I think that's about it for okay. us. Where can we find you? You can oh. find me on Facebook all the time, talking shit. Um, <laughs> Uh, Janelle James is my name and then I have a website JanelleJamesComedy.com I tweet sometimes if people behave themselves at <laughs> Janelle J Comic and yeah I'm all around New York doing shows too many shows like an obsessive person <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> yeah go check out Janelle so <laughs> in New York or wherever in the Midwest maybe Yeah. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much this has been Guys We Fucked the Anti-Slut Chimmy Podcast we'll talk to you next Friday
everybody. Thanks for listening. This uh, episode is also sponsored by Movement Watches. They're the perfect look, whether you're going for elegance or a night out on the town with your friends to try and slay some Dave. Movement Watches has tons of interchangeable color schemes to match your summer outfit or mood for all the day's look. These watches look like they should cost around four or 500 bucks, but Movement keeps them at a perfect price point, starting at just $115. Go to mvmtwatches.com slash GWF, and they'll give you 15% off your entire purchase.